Another strategy is if you are going to go out with your friends and you don't want to get that annoying talk from them of, oh, come on, just one drink. What are you doing? You know, I've had that so many times in my life. You know, I was myself 25, 26, going out to the bars. I was all my friends at that part of our life were all about the clubs. And I was trying to lose weight and I was trying to be my healthiest version. And I struggled with that. And it got to the point where I just had to not care what they said. But I understand that that's really hard for some people. So a few options that you can do. Hey, I'm Christina. I'm a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and the creator of the Anti-Diet Lifestyle Program. This podcast is all about helping you move away from self-sabotage, food restriction, and emotional eating, and challenge you to expand your mindset on what it means to live a healthy and happy life through the acts of self-love, healthy habits, and evidence-based fitness and nutrition advice. Now, in addition to the motivation and education you're going to receive from this podcast, I'll be honest, you may be triggered from time to time. But these triggers are intended to help you self-reflect on who you really are, what you desire most, and what is holding you back from becoming everything that you want in life. Welcome to the Anti-Diet Lifestyle, where changing your body starts with changing your mind. So let's start today. Hey friends, and welcome to episode seven of the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. I am in my car today. I am driving to Houston. And uh, you may hear some background noise, but I'm going to do my best during the editing process to take all of that out. But I figured I might as well. It's a two and a half hour drive. What better thing to do than to talk to you guys? So today what I want to talk about is the weekend. And I want to talk about the fact that somehow in our brains as a society, I mean, it's no one specific, but we all tend to feel almost as if the weekend just does not exist. Um, when it comes to our food, our behaviors, our habits, all of that. Because we always think, oh, we'll start over on Monday, no big deal. Monday to Friday, I'm going to be super healthy. And on the weekends, I'm going to do what I want because that's balance. And we have glorified this term balance to refer to like the 80-20 rule. And I hear this a lot from clients, from other people who – you know, their main goal is to try to create balance in their life and they say that they want more of an 80-20 rule. Well, I'll be honest, I don't believe in the 80-20 rule. When we go through different phases of our journey, so, you know, a maintenance phase is usually when our calories in equal our calories out. So you're not necessarily focusing on, you know, losing weight or losing fat. You're not focusing on building muscle necessarily you are just trying to maintain the body that you have maybe put on a little bit of muscles keep working out in the gym but you don't really have a goal of um, losing fat or gaining muscle obviously when we are gaining muscle we are going to be in a calorie surplus that usually means we're eating a lot more food so that we're feeding our muscles and we're working out really really intensely so that the goal of that would result in building some muscle on our bodies. And losing fat is usually when you are in a calorie deficit, meaning that you're burning more than you are consuming with the goal of losing weight, losing fat, a little bit of body recomposition. You can, as a newbie, if you are new to strength training, you do have the ability to do both at the same time, meaning lose fat and gain a little muscle. 
Uh, we call this newbie gains, but that is not something that, you know, you should be, especially if you're like, I don't know, two, three years into your journey, that may not be the beneficial, a, a beneficial goal for you. So that's why it's really hard when people say, oh, I want to build a butt, right? I want to, I want to look good. I want to build muscle, but they are too scared to eat. <laughs> and you can't do one without the other. You've got to do both. You've got to be eating a lot of food in order to grow that booty. And it's actually really hard for you to grow a booty and also have like a slim waist, right? Because they, again, you have to be eating in a calorie surplus in order to make that happen. So that's a little bit of a backstory as to what I mean by maintenance. And um, it's going to come into play here in a bit when I'm explaining the 80-20 rule. But essentially, when we are in the 80-20 mindset, what that usually looks like, and let me know if you've ever felt this before, but... Monday, you start, you get all healthy, you start eating all these healthy things, grilled chicken and broccoli and salads, and you cut out bread, you cut out sugar, right? You do all these things you think you need to do to be healthy, but you know Saturday or even Friday rolls around, you're probably at a bar or a restaurant, and no matter how much we want to believe that we can be healthy at a restaurant, unfortunately, you cannot... Um, trust that a lot of these restaurants have your in good interests in mind when it comes to being in a calorie deficit. Even foods that are considered healthy off of their healthy menu can have a ton of calories. For example, I was looking at the Cheesecake Factory menu. I love recommending the Cheesecake Factory to all of my clients when they are looking for places to eat out. Any national chain is going to have their nutrition facts on their website, which is good to know because then you can do some research ahead of time, right? But I went to the Cheesecake Factory website and so I'm looking at the Skinny Licious menu, which is their version of like the the light meals, right? Some of the options in the Skinny Licious menu were really good options, um, but then some of them had like 80 grams of carbs, which for me, that's like half, that's 50% of my day in a calorie deficit right now, right? So if you're not aware of that and you're also eating some other stuff, you may think that it's a lot healthier than it is. Um, and healthy is a relative term. It's, it's not, there's no specific meaning behind what healthy means, just that it's nutrient dense, right? And I want you guys to be aware of this stuff when you're thinking of the 80-20 rule. Now, chances are, if you're thinking 80-20, you're probably not going to a Cheesecake Factory and ordering off the Skinny Licious menu. You're probably going out to a bar, having a couple drinks, maybe ordering, you know, getting a burger, getting pizza, doing something that it's like a craving of yours. Um, same idea with cheat meals. When people have cheat meals, I don't agree with them. I don't think that they're beneficial for you because it changes your mindset. It's not appropriate for what your goals are. A cheat meal refers to something being bad, like you're, you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. And yet, when we look at cheat meals, it's like, it's somehow it turned into like being the one good type of cheating that's allowed, right? Like cheating on your spouse? wrong but cheating on your on your diet having a little cheat meal is good because it's balanced and I don't believe that because what ends up happening is you are feeling like you know over the week 
your goal is like, okay, I'm, I'm getting slimmer. I feel light, right? But then on the weekends, you're going to fill up on sodium. You're going to get a little bit of water retention. You may not gain five pounds. And I urge you to understand that because your scale may go up and it chances are it will go up, but that doesn't mean it's all fat. However, you end up spending the next week bringing down that scale just a little bit more because you had to work off the bloating that your body went and underwent, right? You're not necessarily in, I mean, at that point, you're kind of chasing and finding a way to get your body back into that zone that you were in the last week. And then the weekend rolls around again. So it's just this endless cycle of like maintenance because you're basically going from being in a calorie deficit to being at least at maintenance, possibly more than maintenance. You're probably in a surplus. And then you go back down to it. And the important thing is if you want to see results, it's about being in a calorie deficit for seven days out of the week. It's science. You know, it it is straight science and math. So when you look at your week, And this is why tracking is really important because it's honest with you. You can go back seven days and even in today's day and age, we can get emails. Like I know on my macros plus I get a Sunday, you know, weekly email roundup telling me my summary of the last week. Like you tracked seven out of seven days, you average this many calories on every single day and the numbers don't lie. And so if you're looking at that and you're saying, okay, well, every day during the week, I was eating 1,500 calories. On the two days of the weekend, I was eating 25 to 3,000, right? That no longer averages a calorie deficit. And so it's really important for you to understand that the minute that happens, you're just going to be stalling. And a lot of times we get really, really frustrated with that process because then we keep saying, this isn't working for me. I've tried macros and it doesn't work. I tried tracking. Um, But the thing is you have to track all the time. Now, what's the difference between someone who is tracking their macros and eating really, really healthy versus someone who has a little bit more of a flexible mindset? For example, I have a flexible mindset. Tonight, like I said, I'm going to Houston. So tonight I plan on going to the Cheesecake Factory speaking of. Um, and at least that was a place I always crave when I'm going through, um, you know, my calorie deficits, because I think that there's a lot of variety, a lot of options and it makes me happy. It makes me feel like I'm going to get something yummy and tasty and I'm not going to be eating diet food, which a lot of these restaurants sometimes will have diet food type of stuff. Like it's just gonna be like chicken and vegetables. So I'd rather have something that tastes good that I'm going to enjoy. And I know a lot of other people at the table are going to have variety too. So it's not like we're all eating at a salad spot together. You know what I mean? So that's important to me. But for example, me knowing that I'm going to have this night doesn't mean I'm going to starve myself all day. It doesn't mean that I'm going to essentially like eat a bunch of diet food while I'm out. That means I'm going to modify my calories throughout the week. And if you are tracking everything, you're going to start to realize a pattern. You're going to notice that there are certain days, maybe your period is coming and that makes you a little bit more hungry. It's okay to listen to that. It's okay to go out one night if you are with friends and it's a birthday. It's like a once in a year thing, right? You want to go out, you want to celebrate, you don't have to think about your calories, But understand that we have to take away at some other spot if you want to continue to average a calorie deficit. 
And so the reason that 80-20 rule or the cheat meals rule do not apply is those are for people that are in maintenance. And when I say maintenance, like I said before, it's when you don't necessarily have a goal of losing weight or gaining muscle or anything. You're just kind of happy and you're okay with where you're at, essentially. Or you've already gone through the, the calorie deficit process and you can't necessarily be in a calorie deficit for like six to nine months out of the year. That's insanity. And usually you do have to eventually go back to a maintenance so that we can get your body back. It's, you know, kind of like the idea of reverse dieting. You've got to, your body cannot maintain that same level of calorie deficit um, too long, right? So you kind of have to go through these phases. And that's when you see the most progress. But if you are in a maintenance phase, you're not going to be tracking every meal that you have, especially if you're someone who's already been used to tracking. You're going to see that it's not necessary all the time. But when you're in a deficit, it's really important to understand what your food, your portions look like. And I always say that a lot of clients will ask, like, do I need to be tracking all the time? Like, this is so annoying. I don't like to do it. And it doesn't seem realistic. And you're right in some aspects. But I will say that if you are new to understanding what portions look like, I'll be honest, I don't think a lot of people in our society know what a standard portion of, I mean, like peanut butter is, for example, or olive oil. Can you look at something and know exactly that this is 14 grams of peanut butter? I mean, 14 grams of olive oil when you're cooking. Um, a lot of people don't know that. And you eyeballing is not necessarily going to be accurate. And when we are going through a calorie deficit, we have to be accurate because the minute you're not seeing progress and if your weight is stalling, and I don't necessarily mean the weight on the scale, that weight on the scale will move up and down and fluctuate with so many different reasons. But if your progress over the course of two months or whatever it looks like is not, if you're not seeing either the scale change, your body change, your measurements, your photos, your uh, clothes fitting differently. All of these are great sources of tracking. But if you're not seeing those changes, there is something that you need to look at. And a lot of people will say that, well, I'm in a calorie deficit and I'm still not losing weight. So the calorie deficit is a lie. It's not a lie. It just means that you're not in a calorie deficit. And there's only two things that you can do when you're in a calorie deficit is either increase your activity or decrease your food intake. I don't know about you, but I'd rather increase my activity than decreasing my food, especially if we're talking like 12, 1300 calories. That's not okay. We wanna be eating a lot more. And I've said this before, but you wanna be eating as much as you physically can and still see results. You wanna push yourself to the very top of that order line that you have for yourself, that your body knows that, that threshold, I guess, and eat as much as you can because we don't want to start low and we're just going to keep going lower and the faster our body loses weight on the scale the quicker i can guarantee that that's muscle loss and not weight loss so a lot of people now it this it depends on i mean so many things the more overweight you are the quicker you're going to see the scale drop but if you're someone who's kind of like you know needs to lose about 5 to 20 pounds and you are 
kind of active a little bit, but if you see that the scale drops like 10 pounds a month, usually not all of that is sustainable. A lot of it could be water weight and a lot of it could be um, a little bit of muscle at the same time. It's going to be muscle way before it becomes fat. <laughs> so the reason I'm saying all this is because I want you to understand that the weight on the scale is going to fluctuate all the time, up and down. So you need to take it with a grain of salt. But I do love to look at that over the course of seven days. So I don't care necessarily what one day looks like. What I care about is the fact that I take the average across seven days and I do that for every single week of my journey. And that's where it's kind of important for you to be aware of the difference between, you know, having, you know, fun on the weekends and what balance looks like because the balance needs to look like balancing in your day so that you can always incorporate a little some sum that you want, but it should not look like you going hard on the weekend. Because when you go hard on the weekend, you're not in a calorie deficit anymore. And you are going to be spinning your wheels. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to say that you're blaming your hormones or that macros doesn't work or something else. Or you're just different. Your body is different than everybody else's. And that's not the truth. So I usually say that if you are someone who's ready and willing to do what, it needs, what needs to be done for seven days out of the week, then you are in a good place. If you're tracking every day, and that, again, that does not mean don't go out. I'm not telling you not to go out, not to enjoy time with your friends. But I'm going to share with you a couple strategies that I recommend everybody do because I think that this is important, that we get away from the society of like eating. I mean, and I know you can't really completely remove the societal pressures of drinking and eating out and stuff, but a couple things that may help you. Number one is try to get your friends to do something fun that doesn't revolve around the restaurants. Maybe it's going on a really cool hike somewhere or going to a farmer's market or going to a park or something like that, something really fun that doesn't have to do with alcohol. Um, because the minute that we introduce alcohol, that's when all the unnecessary calories come in. But Another strategy is if you are going to go out with your friends and you don't want to get that annoying talk from them of, oh, come on, just one drink. What are you doing? You know, I've had that so many times in my life. You know, I was myself 25, 26, going out to the bars. I was all my friends at that part of our life were all about the clubs. And I was trying to lose weight and I was trying to be my healthiest version and I struggled with that. And it got to the point where I just had to not care what they said. But I understand that that's really hard for some people. So a few options that you can do. You can either go up to the bar, order a sparkling water with lemon or something like that or lime and not have anybody around you when you're ordering so that they don't see the fact that you're getting you know, water instead of alcohol. Just request that you're putting it in a different cup. I've done that a hundred times. So ask them to put it in the same glass that they would give an alcoholic drink, but make it water, sparkling water, because sparkling water always looks like soda. And that'll kind of help you get away from that peer pressure. Number two is if you do want to have a few drinks, I would rather you stick to very clear things, no cocktails, no sugary substances, but rather do something like a vodka soda or tequila soda with a lot of lime. And 
you can do a couple of those and still feel okay. I do not recommend getting drunk, but I do recommend like having a little bit of balance there if that's something that you want to do. Keep in mind though that there are studies that have shown that alcohol does stop your fat burning process until it's out of your system completely. So I urge you to probably stay away from it, but if you want it, I mean, I did it and I had no problems, right? I lost weight still because I was in a calorie deficit and I had a couple drinks on the weekends. Number three is if you guys go to restaurants or something, number one is make sure that you put like, before you go out, ideally if you can, like take a protein shake with you. Chug a protein shake before going into any restaurant because it's going to alleviate some of that urge to eat whatever's on the table. You know, like when everyone's getting appetizers and everyone's snacking on chips and salsa, you having a protein shake in your system is going to stop you. You're going to be a little bit full. You know, you're not going to want all the chips and salsa. So have a protein shake before you go into the bar or the restaurant. And if you guys do eat, try to just like take a couple bites of something off the table rather than ordering something yourself. Or if you're really craving something, ask your friends to split it with you right? Or get the kids version. That's a really good way to take out a lot of calories. I know it may sound silly ordering the kids version, and that may not be something that's even possible at like a bar, but a lot of chains, a lot of restaurants will have that. And you can also use that strategy when you're doing Uber Eats or something, and it's like you and your friends or you and your um, partner on the weekends doing a movie night, and you're ordering, you know, Uber, DoorDash or something, get like the kids size of the menu option because it's going to be a lot smaller and usually a lot cheaper. So you are saving some money there, which can never be a bad thing. So those are a couple of my recommendations on how to live that 80-20 lifestyle without living the 80-20 lifestyle. Again, I do not recommend going crazy on the weekends and eating you know, going out, maybe having a donut for breakfast and maybe going out to lunch and maybe going out to the bars for dinner and doing different things like that. If you are spending your entire day on Saturday and Sunday revolving around food and drinking, I urge you to find, maybe not find different friends, but maybe that should be something you look into. Um, But look for people who are going to surround you that are going to make you want to be a better person a better version of yourself that does not revolve around seeking comfort and happiness in alcohol, right? And I, I'm saying this because I've been there, done that, and I always felt disconnected from a lot of people that I was around because I was not crazy about it. Like, yeah, in the moment I had a lot of fun drinking, but I'm also the type of girl that can go out on the dance floor and drink or and dance without feeling like I need alcohol in my system. I'm also the girl who will talk to anybody at the restaurant or the bar without feeling judgment. So I don't need that alcohol to bring confidence to me. I'd rather that confidence come from within. So I urge you to take some of these strategies and apply them for yourself, especially as we head on into this weekend. Because if you're trying to see progress, the idea is that you're not change, you're not balancing your weekend with your week it's really going to come down to balancing those small little urges you have, but thinking about modifying or swapping out the foods and lowering your calories in some way, right? Because it's not about going, it's not about just 
not having friends or not going out and celebrating with them, but it's about making the smart decisions when you are out, right? If you're going to go out to a, you know, let's say you have family and you have little kids maybe and they want to eat pizza or they want, you know, burgers and tacos and all these things. I'm not telling you not to have them, but I do want you to be smart about how you order your pizzas, right? Maybe a thin crust, maybe stay away from like the white creams and do more of a tomato based, right? Maybe it's um, adding a lot more veggies on top of the pizza to kind of eliminate some of those calories rather than getting a meat lovers, which is full of, you know, fat because it's not just chicken breasts on that pizza. It's a lot of like, you know, fatty, um, processed meats. So keep that in mind that you can go out with your, your kids. You can have like burgers and have a burger if you want, but maybe getting rid of the uh, fries or maybe having splitting fries with a friend or with your husband or something like that so that you can alleviate some of that pressure off yourself. So I really hope that that helps you put it in perspective that I, that's how I live my life. I think it's miserable to be in, you know, some kind of diet, especially thinking about it. It's like the mindset that really messes with you when you talk about dieting. When you are in the mindset of being like, I got to lose 20 pounds, everything ends up, you place a lot more value on everything than you really need to. And at the end of the day, you have to be enjoying the stuff that you're, you have to enjoy your life. You have to enjoy the everyday because not every day is promised. And the more miserable you are during, the less likely you are to succeed in it. And you're going to look at it as like this like awful experience and you're never going to want to do it again. Or that's when you tend to like push it off to next week. I'm just going to wait a week. I'm just going to wait until the beginning of the month. I'm going to wait until the new year because I want to enjoy all these things. I want to have all these foods. Balance comes from the day-to-day. The day-to-day comes from acknowledging your macros tracking your food as much as possible, and understanding portion control. So I really, really hope that that helps you. If you have any questions, hit me over on Instagram and send me a DM so that we can talk a little bit more and hopefully I can answer any more questions that you have. Also, if you could do me a huge favor and leave me a five-star review on this podcast, take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your story on Instagram and tag me at Body by Christina. And hopefully we can spread this message out to a lot of people because I think a lot of people are under this notion that this is how they should be doing life or this is how dieting works and you can't do it any other way. And I'm here to tell you that there is a different way. So changing your body starts with changing your mind. Like I always say. (laughs) All right, guys, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.